What's up, everybody? Um, I guess that's two weeks after Houston Marathon. Um, it's just going to get to the point where I've got to stop mentioning it, to be honest. Um, it's been a it's been a rough enough. Let's see. Traveled Friday. Um, Friday's travel was really shitty. I the the first part of the journey was real smooth from Dublin to Philadelphia, no issues whatsoever. And then <clears throat> we get to Philadelphia. I've seen it's like everything, you know, the first time you see that there's going to be a delay and then you think, oh, fuck, here we go. And that's exactly what it was. You know, it started off being delayed for um, I think it was delayed for 45 minutes and then that changed to an hour and a half. And then we were actually on the plane. We had to do the whole de-icing business because the plane was freezing cold like um and then we are probably third in line to take off and i'm thinking this isn't actually the worst day in the world and then the pilot announces that because he's went over ours he had to bring us back to the terminal and it was yeah it was a bit of a pain in the ass but we end up going back to the terminal and cut a long story short we the flight was supposed to take off at three o'clock. It didn't take off until ten thirty. So it was about a seven and a half hour delay. But when you're adding it on top of a day that was the perfect day, Dublin to Phoenix is eighteen hours or maybe it's fifteen hours. But then by the because you've done customs and you've sat about the airport for two hours, it's about eighteen hours. So add seven hours onto that and you're at twenty five hours. Um so it was a bit shitty. I got into Phoenix about... I slept on the Philadelphia to Phoenix plane. Um, I was I was just really tired. Um, so I ended up getting into Phoenix at... Um, I think it was 1.45 a.m. Which, I mean, I'd left Ireland the day before at 9 a.m. And arrived at what would have been like 10 a.m. in Ireland again. So it was over 24 hours. But it just threw me off a bit because... Usually I get in at like 7 p.m. and then I'll sleep and life will go on. Um, well, I'll probably, I usually actually stay awake. I usually shower, jump in the Normatex, sleep, and then I wake up the next day and like I might wake at 7 or 6.30 and I don't like 6.30 a.m. And that's not like a disaster. Um, but getting in so late, it just knocked that whole jet lag clock like off a wee bit. Um but yeah, that was fine. So we spent the day in Phoenix. I did a, a bit of an easy run down there. And then we came up to Flagstaff last night and did a bit of a run this morning. I just did 11 miles. But it's the first time in a long time my legs have just hurt. Like, the hamstring feels pretty good. It's actually not the hamstring. I mean, the hamstrings are a bit fatigued, both of them. Um, which I don't know if that's post-marathon or maybe that's introducing all this strength stuff. You know, it could be a combination. It could be the flight. But... Quite an interesting thing. I woke up this morning and I was actually planning to like progress the long run a little bit today. It was going to be the first time since the marathon I had um, pushed things a little bit. And then I on the on the drive to the long run, like and at the start of the long run, I kind of like had second thoughts. I mean, I just sort of thought about it and I was like, hey, like you ran a marathon two weeks ago. You traveled for 24 hours on Thursday or Friday. Sorry. And like this is your first day at altitude, so I I basically just did eleven and a half miles, I think it was, 
at like 7.30 per mile maybe. Really slow, really easy. Um, but it's still, I still just didn't feel great, to be honest with you. But I don't really have an issue with that. That's fine. Um, I, I think I've just got there really good place we're running that I don't really like I'm gonna say I don't really give a shit but I just know it'll get better so I don't I don't read into it too much and that has nothing to do with the marathon like maybe today was just a just a shitty day or maybe travel or but this is the kind of thing that like I think people this is this is I think one of most people's biggest mistakes is they they turn up the tree and then and they don't pay attention to a single thing that has happened in the last three to four days of their life and that could be life stress it could be work stress it could be fatigue it could be poor night's sleep it could be a accumulation of things and you still expect your body to just go and produce the goods every time no excuses no nothing you probably don't pay attention to the weather the conditions and and i i think that's a lot to ask of the, the human body all the time there's going to be periods could be a week could be two weeks where you just go through a bit of a rough patch and this is where I think you just have to be a bit easier on yourself and, and not beat yourself up. Um, still get the training done, because that's the most important thing at the end of the day. But just don't beat yourself up about it, you know. Like I'm going to sound cliche here, but life's too short, as I keep telling you, you know. And I think that's the realization I came to. Like, just, just give myself a bit of a break, like, sometimes. And, and then I shout at other people and tell them to give me a break, too, because I'm human and... We're all human, so um, today was one of those days. I didn't feel terrific, but I got it done. I came back, got an Epsom bath. It's this is this is the part of the journey where it's easy to not switch off, but actually today is the day where I need the Epsom bath. I need the compression tights and I need the Normatec boots. And and usually because I'm in this like break post marathon, it's easy to switch off and not even focus on them little things. There, them little things are easy to focus on when you're when you're in a really good momentum and everything's going great. But actually today's the day that I probably need it the most. So I had an Epsom bath. The recovery um, leggings are on now. And, and, and yeah, it's going to be a hopefully 24 hours time. The body feels a little bit better. And I'll I'll probably just do one easy run tomorrow and some gym stuff. The next, like, it's, it's really feckin' annoying. I really wanted to do London Marathon. Like, I have so much fun at london marathon and it's kind of pissing me off that i'm not like free to do that um i just need to decide i i mean i've already sort of decided it's just not it's not in my best interest to stand on the start line of london marathon just because that would be three marathons in one year it would be a tough ask to recover from both houston and london and then be successful at world champs and so yeah it's but it's really fucking annoying if i'm honest um so that's that. Like I, I, the next two months, it basically looks like we're gonna do like general training. Like hopefully, like between ninety to hundred mile a week, and um, my usual, um, a couple more double days. I, I got a bit lazy with the double days in the marathon build up. Maybe it was a lack of fuel, and I don't think my nutrition was very good in the build up, and so maybe my energy levels weren't super consistent, and that's why I just some nights just didn't feel like doubling, and so choose not to. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to do I'll be in the gym four times a week twice a week that'll be for actual gym work actual strengthening gym work the other time similar strengthening but it's for the rehab stuff that I've been set for the hamstrings and glutes and and um, mainly glutes and hamstrings actually the rehab stuff is and 
the big goal really is that if I leave America in eight weeks' time, that I can go home and the physio and the S&C guys can be like, look, well done, you've really moved forward. This side of stuff has really progressed. And and the reason I'm doing that is because my problem at Houston had not – it wasn't fitness. I just couldn't handle the build-up, so my hamstrings got a bit fatigued in the final few weeks, and then I couldn't handle race day, so the, the hamstrings fatigued. It doesn't really matter in which order, whether it was race day or whether it was the build-up. fact of the matter is there was a weakness physically, and that held me back. So there's no point me getting super excited about jumping straight back into heavy training because if that's if I do that and don't fix the hamstring problem or the glute issue, like the tightness in the glutes and the tightness in the hamstrings, well, then in the next marathon at World Champs, I'll just run into the exact same problem. And I don't want to be a 214 runner forever, so I need to fix that problem. Then I can get stuck back into full training and maybe I can train slightly smarter. And it should then create a result whereby... You've got better better strength in the hamstrings, handle the training build up better, handle race day better. And so you have to have a think about that. Like I think we're we're very fixated on jumping straight back into training and um like there's a there's a big motivation post race where you're like, come on, like let's crack on and but you have to ask yourself what you're doing to correct maybe what went wrong in the race and for some people it'll be fitness it'll be a lack of training for some people it might be strength but it just doesn't we we as runners just associate training mainly as the running portion of the day so if i go and do the activation stuff and put it this way i ain't gonna miss the eight mile run of my day if i miss the eight mile run i'll think it's a fucking shit day but if i miss the activation stuff and the rehab stuff Nowhere near the same like mental folk, not nowhere near the same like discipline with that. So if I don't do the rehab stuff and I don't do the activation stuff, I'm not mad at myself. I don't think I've had a, I don't feel like I've missed any training, but I think that's where I need to change my mindset. And maybe some other runners do as well. Like you have to understand these are equally as important as the running part. And so like, my my next eight weeks might actually be the most training I've ever done. And although it's not all, um, sorry, I'm just lighting a candle. Although it's not all going to be running, it might not be the the most running I've ever done in eight weeks. But if I'm in the gym a couple of extra hours a week and I'm doing, I really want to do the activation stuff every day. Like that's something I wasn't really consistent with. So sorry about that. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching that on here and, and then I'm not even consistent with it myself. I probably only did it two or three times a week, whereas I should do it every day. Like I'm full time. I don't, I don't have a fucking single excuse for not doing that. Um, so that's really important. So if, if the next two months goes fairly straightforward, you'll find I have pretty much done the activation stuff every day. I've done the rehab stuff twice a week. I've done the gym stuff twice a week. And I've done pretty pretty solid training. I'm going to lower the intensity of the training so that um, I'm not as beat up for the gym stuff and so that I can integrate the gym stuff pretty well. It'll still be fairly intense, but the, the specific focus is on strengthening for the next two months, not so much on um, specific fitness like like 10k sessions or marathon sessions or half marathon sessions they 
there will there might be some 10k sessions there might be some half marathon sessions and there might be some solid long runs but the focus is not that's not the purpose of the next eight weeks um and so i think that's it's it's i doubt many people unless they're actually injured have that kind of focus and it's just for the greater good this two months might not be my favorite two months of training ever but if it puts me in a position come june july or whatever for the for the world champs marathon build up if it puts me in a slightly stronger position to train better to train a bit more and handle the training a bit better so that on race day i'm better prepared well it's absolutely worth it um and so that's that's something you have to think about like you have to finish a race be happy or sad with it if you've planned if you've if you've had a plan get into the race decide did you stick to your plan how did it go and then you need to look at if it didn't go to plan why not what 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 in, what inhibited you from doing it if you went out too fast you need to practice in tree and then sitting back you need to practice running at the splits you're told to you need to practice some discipline in training and in life um if it didn't go to plan because you weren't fit enough for your goal well then you need to work on planning better if it didn't go to plan because of a tired legs or tired quads or tired glutes or a bit of an injury in the build-up you need to look at that injury think about why you got it and then look to correct it <clears throat> and i think that's really important so that's today another another thing like that i kind of want to touch on but you guys have this luxury and i kind of don't like and that's all that's one of the conversations i had i i called up alan's story this morning and i was chatting to him and i, I love talking to alan about different things and Today it was just about like maybe what should I do for the next couple of months because the world champs are so late, um, and and I just I'm I'm a bit unsure like I've spoke to Haas and I know what Haas thinks and and then I spoke to Alan and and it's not there's no like at the end of the day Haas and Alan both know that I'll decide what I want to do anyway I'll 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 take everything on board and I listen to um, Jackie Newton as well from Athletics NI sometimes Ireland but at the end of the day I think. A big part of the driving force has to it has to come from you and like do you ever find when someone else sets a plan for you and it starts to go tits up and in your head you're thinking i can't believe that fucker told me to go off at that speed i can't handle this and you have a meltdown right but when you set the plan yourself and that this includes a race plan whether it's a strategy or a potential race in 12 weeks time if it's you yourself that has came up with that plan I feel like it's just you're just more more focused towards it <clears throat> and so say I did think you know what F is all I'm going to do London like I don't even think the people around me would they might not be delighted but they would probably be like there's so much power in when an athlete knows what they want to do that's so powerful that it's almost like it just becomes the thing that's going to happen and everyone just accepts it. Um, and then sometimes I complain that like the people closest to me, like didn't challenge what I was doing or didn't like, it's as if I'm, I'm saying to myself, Hey, like if I decide to do London, maybe that's like me deciding to put my hand in the fire type thing. Like it's a stupid idea. And then I get mad at the people close to me for not being like, Whoa, don't do that. Um, but I guess maybe the people closest to me just feel if it's what I want to do and it's my career and it's my choice and it means I'm going to be super focused and dedicated and committed to that, that plan. Maybe that's why they just let it go. And so 
equally I have to be responsible and responsible that there's a world champs coming up and that has to be the main focus. The main focus should always be competing internationally and doing Ireland proud and seeing how well I could finish there. And maybe it's selfish because I want to do London to do it. And then that impact how I do it world champs. Well, that's selfish. So I have to choose not to do that, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, but that's one of the things I'm going to preach here is when you, when you are deciding your race plan, you don't have to do the races that everybody else is doing. You don't have to do the race distances that everybody else is doing or that other people think you should do or do what you fucking want to do. Like, this is the world we live in. It's your life. It's you who has to push hard on race day. It's you who has to do the whole training and build up. Do the race that you want to do. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about what other people say. Do it. Do it well and then have people come back to you and go, fair play. That was awesome. You know? And so... I think that's important. Um, proper planning. We, I always discuss that. Um, the picking the right race is a big thing. I think some one of the one of the things I'm going to focus on next is probably like training itself and, and actual specifics in training. But I think for a period of time on the podcast, I kind of just wanted to not necessarily like cover psychology, but the reason I don't really believe in like online coaching and, and things like this is because like think of how much time I spend talking about how to execute training or how to execute races or how to live your life or like what you can do on a daily basis to improve your running. And it has nothing to do with the training. I, for me to just send training to somebody and then to pick it up and think, okay, they might have a completely different idea of what I was thinking. If I say fartlek, they might think fart legs completely different. If I say progressive long run, I'm thinking in my head, I would be much happier that that person didn't really worry so much about the speed of maybe the progressive long run. And they focused on being relaxed and letting the speed come to them. And they, in their head, they might be thinking, oh, shit, Scullion's going to be mad. I couldn't hit 7.30 today, but I tried my hardest. I, I was pushing as hard as I could. And, and I'm going to read that email and go, oh, my goodness, what a disaster. I'd, I'd have preferred you just ran 7.50 and felt good and felt relaxed with shoulders low and, and weren't uptight about anything and weren't stressed and, and didn't finish the rest of the day beating yourself up that you couldn't run 7.35. Um, and so I think maybe now that it's been nearly a month, maybe over, that I've yarned about a lot of other things. Maybe it's about time I actually talk about the day-to-day -day training and how I go about that and, and maybe more specific stuff that I do within training and, and just how my psychology's changed a lot with training and I don't fight it as much as I used to and I don't force it as much as I used to. And, and then I'm kind of reaping the benefits of that. But it's just a painfully slow process and you've just kind of got to just be committed to the process enjoy the process and just accept that it might take far longer than you want it to progress but that if you really believe in what you're doing and you believe in the process and you actually enjoy it why does it matter if it takes longer what what's the big deal like as long as you're knowing that you're doing roughly as much as you're able to progress things why does it matter so quite a lot of different topics today i now need to come up with some sort of name for this podcast today and i've covered lots of stupid different things so it's going to be difficult to do that um but yeah thanks for listening guys it's um it's been a couple of days maybe it's been like two three since the airport when i did a podcast the uh, ask all friday but 
yeah, look, that's me back to base. Um, the days are going to start to just um, fly by. Things are things are pretty simple up here. I like that. Things are pretty focused. It's really easy to focus, and that was one of the things I talked about. It wasn't the perfect idea to come back because the physio, the S&C support was all in the UK, but that's four hours a week, five hours a week maximum. The rest of the week is far more important than those couple of hours. And so I prioritize that. And I know that I think we were in bed last night at eight o'clock, 8 p.m. Um, and that's fine. So this is just a place where I can really relax and really focus. And I'm excited because I, I really want to push on. Um, I, I would I would love to be able to just get stuck back into training. And I would love to be thinking about, yeah, how do I get to 212? 213 do i do i start running 110 mile a week do i start doing 120 etc etc but i know that the first part of this next block or progression actually might have to be a little bit less focus on the running and a little bit more focus on the strength and that's i I think it's really really important um i'll still do plenty of running but um the, the focus has to be the strength stuff. I have to be disappointed if I don't do the activation stuff. I have to be disappointed if I don't do the rehab, the, the gym work, not if I don't do a double run that day, for example. So, look, guys, have a crack and start to the week. I'm on a different time zone from everybody now, so I'm probably going to be publishing this a bit late so you guys won't. Um, actually, no, you, some people might listen to it today, Sunday, but a lot of people might listen to it at the start of next week. But... Yeah, look, all the best, guys. Keep her lit. If you need to get in contact, do. If you need to ask me any questions, do. Um, I know a lot of people have asked me questions. One of the things, actually, I decided I wanted to do was if there's a couple of people listening um, and it's been a while since you've maybe ran a PB or maybe enjoyed a race or you're kind of just going through a little rough patch, feel very free to drop me a line. I've been there. I've, I've, I think I have a real ability to pull myself out of that and, and maybe – between the two of us, we could do a bit of troubleshooting and figure out how we'd get you back on a on a good path and get some PBs and get the momentum rolling in the direction towards PBs again. So, um, yeah, feel free to do that. I think my email's on Instagram. But, yeah, work away, guys. All right, catch you later. Bye-bye.